You're listening to the Create a Life That Is Beautiful podcast with your host, Letitia Ringe, and this is episode number 38. Welcome, beautiful, to the Create a Life That Is Beautiful podcast. I am Letitia Ringe, your host, and this podcast is designed to inspire, empower, and support you on your journey of uncovering your truth and purpose in the world. So welcome again. If this is your first time listening, a really big welcome to you. I am Letitia Ringe and I am a life coach based in London, originally from Sydney, Australia. So I class myself as a life and purpose coach and I'm really on a mission to support women in showing up for their purpose, which includes figuring out what that even is. And then embracing their feminine power so that they can show up for that beautiful purpose. And so this to me is also all about creating a life that honors our body, mind and soul as women. So if you're new to this podcast, again, welcome. This episode today is a solo episode. I'm giving you a beautiful lesson all about how I got started in my business. We have a lot of people who listen to this podcast who are entrepreneurs or aspiring entrepreneurs. And whether that's you or whether you've got a project that you're working on and you need to get that started or you want to, but you're having some difficulty in doing that, this episode will be really, really helpful because I'm giving you my five top tips for getting started specifically on my business, because that was, that's the biggest thing I've had to put together in my life and get off the ground. But it, as I mentioned, it relates to really any creative project you have or really any big project that you've got that you've been really wanting to do and it's just hasn't been happening. This episode is perfect for you. And if you're someone who already has that beautiful big project or business going, you will also benefit with some beautiful tips to help you stand up even more in your power and in creating the business or life or project that you most desire. As I go into this, I am assuming that you already have a dream or vision. So you've got the idea, you've got the seed has been planted, you've received the idea, you've got some sort of idea of where you want to go, but you're not or you're having difficulty actually getting started in creating that, in taking the next step. So today's episode is really focusing heavily on action. Now, over here, though, anything that you hear from about action when it comes to me, it's not going to be action for the sake of action. I'm not a believer in hustling and grinding. I'm not a believer at all in just doing action for the sake of action. We want the action that we take to be something that is intentional, something that is inspired and something that energizes you. This is a really huge difference or there is a huge difference between this type of action 
and one that is taken because you just think you need to do something. So before we dive into this episode, I want to I wanted to preface this conversation with that because otherwise it can feel really, really heavy. But there is a huge difference. And it also reminds me of a previous episode conversation I had with Gail Loveshock on this podcast, all about love in action. And it just reminded me, and I wanted to mention this here, you know, no matter what our intentions are, no matter how, what amazing life we want to create or amazing project or the people we want to help, unless we take action, we cannot do anything for them. You know, we can embody the feeling of love, but if we don't do anything in love, we don't take action in love, that's not actually going to serve anyone, including ourselves. The action, the follow through is always incredibly important, just as important as the intention or the seed we plant. So, We speak a lot on this podcast about feminine energy because this is an aspect that I believe and in in my own journey I had, I felt so disconnected from and I found that this is, has been the pivotal step in me discovering my purpose and two, showing up for it. But action is also incredibly important and this more masculine energy If I didn't have these things down pat, I would not have been able to create what I've done today. Like I just couldn't. Thankfully for me, taking action is something that I actually really enjoy. I was someone on the other side of the spectrum where I would be taking action for the sake of taking action. I've been a workaholic. I loved doing. I didn't stop to get that intention first. So wherever you fall on that spectrum, this episode will help you today because we're going to break down exactly how we can get your business going or your whatever it is that you're trying to create going so that you can start having the benefit of seeing that beautiful dream or vision turning into a reality. And that is so important because that seeing that created is what gives you momentum to keep going. It's what makes things move even faster and quicker. It's like you spend a lot of time sort of laying all the groundwork, all the foundational pieces. Once you have that, it's it really is a lot more downhill from there because of that beautiful, solid foundation. So the beginning, it's always a bit harder. But once we get into the swing of things, it becomes a lot easier. And that was certainly the case for me. So before we dive into the episode, I want you to just take a moment wherever you are, because I know that for for most of us, we're either going to be on our way to work or just coming from work or we're rushing to something else. This next hour or however long this is going to go for is for you. So take a breath right now, wherever you are, the slowest breath you've taken today. And just release any tension you're holding and anchor yourself into this moment so that you're fully here with us and you're able to receive all of the beautiful wisdom that needs to land for you, that's going to help and support you in showing up for your beautiful purpose. 
And I'd also like to just share a quote with you from Buddha. Your purpose in life is to find your purpose and give your whole heart and soul to it. Alrighty, so let's dive into this. Five of my top tips to help you get started in your business or other project. Now, I pulled a card before this episode today, which I some of you know I love to do from time to time. And I wanted to share this right at the top because the card I pulled was Athena and it says inner wisdom. But what's most important is the message. She says, you know what to do. Trust your inner wisdom and take appropriate action without delay. And I just wanted to share that with you because this card, which is all about inner wisdom. And so we'd think, okay, this is about our intuition. But what's really interesting here is that last sentence and take appropriate action without delay. So we can receive intuitive messages. We can receive divine downloads. We can have as many dreams where we that we remember. But unless we actually take action on the guidance we receive, not much is going to happen. And this is a really important message to understand before we dive into this, because you have a vision, you've got something that you want to create, you've received some sort of inspiration, some idea, you've got an idea of what you want to do. But when you don't meet the universe halfway with your action, that idea is going to fizzle out or it's going to sail to someone else. And while that is absolutely wonderful when other people as well are also supporting the same causes and projects that we're working on, you're not going to have the satisfaction of having contributed to that. And so the person who misses out is, of course, all of the people that you are going to help serve by whatever it is you're creating, including your business, but also yourself on the satisfaction you get from creating When we create, it is not just about the inception of the idea. It is also about the actual act of creating and the creativity cycle, no matter what it is, whether that is creating a business or whether it's creating something else in your life, whatever it may be, that creative cycle has many different aspects to it that we often overlook and we pretend to get stuck in just one aspect of the creative cycle. Without all of these in motion, we cannot in particular create a business. It's just not going to happen. So today's episode is still foundational support. The theme of this October for me in these episodes has been about really giving you a strong foundation to take away to your life. We looked at finding your center in episode number 36, which was all about balance. We also looked at creating good mental health to support you. This is also all about creating a solid foundation. Today's episode, I wanted to focus on business and creating a business because I do know that many of you have got dreams and ideas for a business you'd love to create or some other significant project that has been tugging at your heartstrings. And so I knew it was this was something we also needed to focus on, the foundational support for setting up a business. Now, just one announcement before we dive in. My signature online course, Embrace Your Feminine Essence, is available 
to enroll into. When you enroll, you receive immediate access to eight modules all about embracing your feminine essence. These are online modules to reconnect you with your masculine and feminine energy so that you're able to show up as the empowered woman you truly are, being aware of your two sources of power and how to integrate these and use them with your hormonal cycle and in your personal and professional life, creative projects and business. This course gives you everything you need to create your own system that allows you to thrive in all aspects of your life. And I'm so proud of it. If this is something you'd like to explore more details of, please head over to my website at www.letisharange.com forward slash E-Y-F-E. Okay, let's dive into today's episode all about how I got started in my business and five top tips to help you also. Okay, so like I said, I am assuming that you already have your dream or vision for your business. Now, this does not mean that you need to know who your exact ideal client is or who your niche is, or what brand colors you're going to use, or where you're going to head in the next one to two years. When I started my business, all I knew was that I wanted to start a business that shared what I had used in personal development to change my life. That was it. I knew I wanted to share what I had learned, that it was my responsibility to share what I had learned to change my life and to bring way more happiness and freedom into it. And also to feel like I was actually living in alignment with my purpose for the first time. So that's all I knew. I didn't know who I wanted to work with. I didn't know exactly what it would look like. I didn't know which products I was going to create. I didn't know which services I was going to provide. That was all I knew. But the message was very clear and I was so inspired to get started creating a business. And I knew that it needed to be a business for me. And that was something that was even more clear than the fact that I wanted to work in personal development. So I knew much earlier than when I went on my own personal development journey to actually change my life that probably I would end up owning my own business because I felt like that would suit my personality and also the progress I wanted to see in my own life because then I would have, you know, the full reins to try whatever I wanted to try to be able to work in the areas that I wanted to work in to be able to be innovative and creative. I knew that I was going to get that by owning my own business. Okay, so my first top tip for you is to make sure you have inspiring expanders in your life. Now, this doesn't need to be in your physical life. I personally didn't have a single person in my day-to-day life, like in my physical life, in my physical circle, who was creating a business that I wanted to create. There was not one single person that I knew. However, what led me to realizing that I wanted to create a business in personal development was through 
listening to podcasts and watching TV and reading books and seeing examples of other people who had created something successful. Now, this is super important, especially when we're doing something new. So let's just use me as an example because I can speak about my own life very easily. So I had come from a corporate background. I had been a lawyer and I had been in the corporate world for 10 years. So to leave that, what I had known for the 10 years of my working life as an adult to start a business was so, so, so scary. So even though a couple of years before I even went on my own personal development journey and realized I had such a passion for it, I already knew that I wanted to have my own business. But even though I knew that, and I even spoke about that with some of my closest friends, I had zero idea about what I would start a business about. And really, I didn't, I hadn't truly embraced it. You know, I hadn't tried to take any steps to get anything done. However, once I started to acknowledge that I wanted to have my own business, this naturally started to attract resources or people into my life who did have their own business and who were entrepreneurs and who were also in the areas that I was interested in that I didn't even know about. (laughs) So all I did was follow my curiosity and suddenly start connecting with all of these people and as if you've if you've been a long-time listener of this podcast or you've listened all the way from the beginning, you know that the first podcast I listened to, the one that really changed everything for me, was an episode of The Lively Show with Jess Lively and Elisa Vitti. So I had just been diagnosed with a condition and one of my friends sent me an episode, the one with Elisa Vitti, all about your um, the female hormonal cycle. And at that stage, I had been diagnosed with endometriosis. So she thought that would be a great episode for me to listen to. And so I happily listened to it and was just so inspired by what I heard and so intrigued that I kept listening to the podcast. And I particularly loved that Jess would be interviewing people about and particularly women about their entrepreneurial journey. And I absolutely loved it. I was so fascinated and I thought, this is where I need to be. I want to create my own business too. Now, it took me at least two years to then actually start creating my business or to, you know, pick up my pen and actually be, okay, well, let's put some pen to paper and start, you know, creating some copy for a website. But this is when the seed was planted. And having, building up my own network of inspiring expanders, I believe was the most fundamental thing I did to help me start to imagine a business for me. Imagine how I would create it for me. So Jess, through her podcast, this led me to many other entrepreneurs. So then I would follow and check out what they were doing. And this led me to people like Brooke Castillo. It led me to Gabby Bernstein, Lewis Howes, Marie Folio, of course, Oprah, who I always loved. But in from another perspective this time, Mimi and Alex Icon, Tim Ferriss, these I've just who I've just listed, and I'm sure I'm missing some, but these people were my were really key to me and in my entrepreneurial journey. I loved the businesses that they had created for themselves and I saw myself in them. I thought 
this is what I'm here to do. And through their own creation of their business, I was able to then see how I could create something like this for myself. And of course, through a combination of all of these people, cultivating and creating my own version. And this is all happening, you know, just in the back of my mind or maybe in my dreams, but slowly all these little pieces are falling into place. Because one of the biggest things that stops a person from actually creating something that they want to create is that they don't know how. They think, how do I get started? Where's the first step? Okay, I know the first step, but then what about the next one? And all of these steps and how to's feels really overwhelming for them. But let me let you in on a little secret. The how to's are the easiest thing in the world to get done, particularly when we see how other people have done it. It can be harder when we're the pioneers and the first people trying to create something that nobody else has tried to create. Sure, but we always have examples, even if they're from other industries, of how to do something. And this helps us actually be able to start creating it. So we can also, of course, always ask other people. I always felt that I needed to have an actual mentor who had agreed to be my mentor. But what what is so incredible about this day and age is that we can have mentors, whoever we want as a mentor, as long as we take the initiative to follow them, to listen to their work, to see how they've done it. And then this shows us how we too can do it. We see how to do it. We have examples there before us. So this is my first piece of advice. If you haven't yet got inspiring expanders in your life, so people who inspire you, who are doing things that you want to be doing. And when you don't know what that is that you want to be doing, simply following people who inspire you is going to lead you to where you need to go because even though you might not realize why they inspire you or they might fall upon you by chance like Jess Lively did for me I you know that is what led me to where I am today and it was through her it was just through receiving this episode about something different to what where I was ultimately going to go with it and it flowed to me I was always meant to receive that. So follow your inspiration. And if you're not inspired, your curiosity, and that is going to lead you to the right people and keep following, keep following those little trails of breadcrumbs. That's exactly how I like to think of it. Okay, so that's my first top tip for you. My second tip is to also focus on how you can help, how you can serve. And I wanted to put this here as my second tip because once we have an idea about what we want to do and what we want to go for, what we want to create, what tends to happen is that we get all of this fear blocking our way, stopping us from actually taking action. So a lot of us will receive the idea. We might feel super inspired, but then we don't actually take action. So we get stuck here. It's like, I've got the idea, which many people would be really, really happy if they could also have the idea, but then we're not doing anything with it. We're just sitting on this idea, hoping that 
our fear is going to melt away or someone's going to come in and save the day for us. This really happens because just like with the universe, if we don't show the universe that we're ready through our action, then the universe is not going to send us more opportunities. It's not going to send us anything we can't handle. So if we're showing, hey, I can't handle this, it's going to stop sending us more opportunities. And this is the same with people. Just think about it in your own life. If you've ever felt like, oh, this person just isn't ready for an insert, whatever that is, it could be that advice, you know when someone isn't ready for it. They might not be open for it. They're probably, you know, stuck in fear in some way and you know, okay, they're not ready for this, so I'm not going to share it with them. So we shut off opportunities for ourselves when we aren't taking action towards where we want to go, where we're stuck in fear. And it's so unlikely that someone's just going to swoop in and pick us up because they're going to respect our privacy and our free will and leave us where we are until we take the necessary step to let them know that, hey, I am ready and I want to take action and I really, really want to move forward. So focusing on how we can help. This was a really important lesson that I thankfully learned very early on. I I think I could have learned it a little bit earlier, but I'm not complaining because when it came along, it was super, super helpful. So when you're stuck in fear, the problem is, is that you're focusing on yourself. And this is generally, you know, a lot of ego is going on. A lot of ego is flaring about telling you, you know, all the reasons why you shouldn't do what you're doing. You see your fear reflected in every single person you come across, but really this fear is just your own. It's mirroring what's going on inside of you. Now, no one's saying just to get over the fear that to let it melt away. That's not what I'm saying here. You need to acknowledge that the fear is there because otherwise it'll probably just get louder. But You want to shift your point of focus. So shifting your focus from yourself, from how scared this is making you feel on the fact that this is out of your comfort zone or the fact that you might fail. When you stop focusing on all of these things and instead shift your focus to the person that you could be helping if only you had this product or service created for them. This is going to help you or inspire you to move forward with the action. So this, it all it is, is a shift in focus. And this is what I did in my own business. I thought, and particularly when it came to coaching, I thought, okay, so I'm scared about this. Yes, there's fear there. Yes, I acknowledge this. But if I don't step out of my own way, if I don't move beyond my own fears, I'm actually not going to be able to show up and help anyone and particularly the people that I'm going to help in a coaching relationship. And I thought, what is the use of that? I know that there we need more people out there in the world as coaches. I know that this is something that I'll do a really great job job at and that I have the skills to do this. And yet I'm still allowing myself and my fear to stop me from doing that. So Therefore, I'm not helping anyone. I'm not helping myself, but I'm certainly not helping the people that I want to. 
So this shift in focus is actually very powerful, simple, but powerful. We will always have fear. So every next evolution of your business is going to have a level of fear. Every single time you expand, there is going to be fear there. Every single time you do something new, every single time you work with someone new, there is going to be a level of fear because you are stepping out of your comfort zone. And anything that is uncertain or new tends to stimulate our fight or flight response and our fear. And this is just from an evolutionary point of view. This is why fear was created to allow us to flee if we needed to, to fight if we needed to, to keep us safe. And that was because, you know, any sort of uncertainty or newness often meant that there was going to be some sort of trouble. So our brain is just responding in this way to keep us safe, not realizing that, hey, this actually isn't something to be afraid of. And Also, it can even be the way we look at fear. Our fear, feeling fear is a good thing because it's there to let us know, hey, you're getting outside your comfort zone. You don't know necessarily what's happening. You can't control everything. And so we get this fear. It's signaled into our body so that we know, hey, this is all new here. And it gives us the adrenaline we need to get through it. This is a good thing. So we've got to make friends with our fear and step out of our own way. And simply shifting your focus to the people you're helping is a really powerful way to do that. So ask yourself, who are the people that I could support by creating whatever it is I'm creating? Think, tap into them. How could this change their life? And a sobering way to look at that is to also look at the fear that they are probably experiencing right now, not having the tools or the product or service that you are going to provide. So here we are shifting our attention from I to we. And this is also a beautiful example of our masculine and feminine energy, because with the I, we tend to be in our masculine energy and with the we, we tend to be in our feminine energy. So we shift to that more collective look at how I'm supporting and nurturing other people which is, of course, a topic we explore in Embrace Your Feminine Essence. So if you would love more details about that, head over to LetitiaRinge.com forward slash E-Y-F-E. Okay, my third top tip to help you get started with your business or project is to start to free up time. So, You've got inspiring expanders around you. You're getting super inspired about how to do things. And you've now stepped out of your own way because you're thinking about the people you're serving rather than your own fear as a way to, you know, shift out of that fear mind. And now you need to actually get started. One of the fundamental problems that I see with many people when they are trying to start something new and this comes up all the time is actually not having any time to do any to do it so and this is exactly what I faced when when I knew that I wanted to start a business in personal development my biggest question was like well how am I going to do this when I currently have no free time And that's a really good question. So the way that we free up time is we prioritize. 
It's as plain and simple as that. We have got to prioritize. So when you've got a month full of social obligations, you know, you've got another birthday, you've got another wedding, you've got another dinner, you've got some other event that you've got to go to for a friend. All of these are taking up your weekends, but you've also got work during the week. And so you think, how on earth am I going to actually start my business? You've got to prioritize. Even if you have all the time in the world, you've still got to prioritize. And you should be because when we are spending our valuable time doing things we don't like, this is going to drain your energy rather than energizing you. So you've got to start looking at everything that you do in your life, all of the things you need to do, like go to sleep to have a good, strong foundation, and then all of the rest of your time that you might think is actually allocated to a whole bunch of things that you have to do, but really there is nothing that you have to do. So you've got to start to take a long, hard look at the time you have available. We have 24 hours a day work out how many day how many hours you use to sleep how many hours you use to travel to work or to go to work and what is your free time left now for me this meant that the first thing i started to cull was a lot of my social obligations i love to say yes to absolutely everything because I had a whole uh, fomo <laughs> fear of missing out um, going on But this meant that I was going to, you know, this every week, these events with my friends that I didn't want to miss out while I was really missing out on what was truly going to light me up. There are always going to be so many events to attend. And actually, it's quite nice when you are going to fewer events because you tend to appreciate them a lot more. So I highly encourage you to have a look at your social events. If you are someone who's a bit of a social butterfly and spends a lot of your time around other people, because what you're creating is not going to get created if you don't have time alone to create. So have a look there, because if work is something that you just feel like you can't reduce then you need to look at your social commitments and what's happening there. Obviously, you need to balance, you know, what is lighting you up so that you're not just suddenly having nothing, no fun. It's just there's it's all work, no play. Absolutely not. We still want you to get out and have lots of fun and connection, but you can't be someone who doesn't take responsibility for the time that you have because you feel like you have to show up for all of the obligations you've got to attend when they're not your absolute top priorities. And if you do have social events that you need to, you know, uh, have make an appearance at, you don't need to go for the whole event. You can go and just show your face. You can put a time limit on it. This was one of the main reasons I gave up alcohol for all of 2017 because I thought, oh my gosh, how much time do I spend drinking? And this isn't just going to the event, but then I mean the impact it had on my next day. And I thought if I just stopped drinking, I would get way more time back and more energy back, which was really important as well. So rather than going out and spending all hours out in into the morning because you've got the alcohol to help you going, I would then, you know, call it a night a lot earlier. And then that would help me get up earlier the next day and then have that time to start working on my business, which is what I truly wanted to create anyway. 
And to give yourself a little bit of perspective, if you fast forward to, you know, 10 years, 15 years, 20, maybe it's at the end of your life and you're looking back on everything you've achieved in your life. Yes, you're definitely going to have the connections that you've got. That's going to be an important thing. But is it going to be, you know, missing that event or missing that party that is what is on top of your list? Or is it going to be the legacy that you're creating? You can also shift things so that when you are attending, say, an, a social event, you're also attending something that is helpful for whatever it is that you're creating. So maybe you're going to a workshop and connecting with other people while you're still learning and or, and learning something for your business or for the project. And you're also connecting with other people. So you, you're learning and your connection. Okay, so that's tip number three. Not only are you prioritizing, but you are prioritizing your business as one of the number one things that you need to make space and time for. And it could be that you do cut down on your hours at work. It's always useful to think about exactly how much money you actually need to sustain the life that you want to lead so that you can take cuts to how many hours you're working if that's something that is available to you we've got to actually be aware of what the figures are and I also want to just note here that something that I found really really useful was Tim Ferriss fear setting exercise he looked at what is the cost to you if you maintain the status quo so if you don't do anything So rather than looking at what is the cost to me of taking this risk, so say starting a business, also factoring in and having a primary factor, the cost of inaction, of you not doing anything, of you maintaining the status quo. And a wonderful quote that I'd written down from him from when uh, probably a podcast episode of his was, we suffer more in imagination than reality. And this is so, so, so true. We create the biggest obstacles in our own mind. Most of these issues that we spend our time worrying about never eventuate or we actually just create problems rather than trying to find the solutions. And looking at our time and valuing our time more and seeing that this is our most valuable asset we have. So what I spend my time on should be a reflection of what I prioritize and what my values are. This is like the most empowering step we can take because we take back ownership of our time rather than simply being someone who shows up for everybody else's agendas rather than our own. So with that said, this is a super important tip to take away freeing up your time and doing that through prioritizing and then making the necessary changes that you need to make to actually free up your time. Think about how much time you want to spend on your business and factor that in to your schedule, which brings me to number four. And this is all about structure. So you've freed up some time. So now you've got time to work on your business. Now, what's really, really important is to create some structure. And this is more of our masculine energy, right? We're planning in advance, creating some structure. Now, this is because particularly when we're doing anything new or doing anything creative. So using our feminine energy 
It's difficult to actually bring something to life without any structure. We need the masculine and the feminine together. So a wonderful way to bring structure into these the time that you have allocated to work on your business or into the periods of time that you have to work on your business is to start setting yourself a structure. And you can do this in so many different ways, but you've got to find something that works for you. I'll give you a couple of examples here. So you can allocate specific tasks for specific days. So when I first started my business, one of the things I experimented with was having each day allocated throughout my week to a specific focus in my business. So one day I had the podcast, another day I had creating um, products or projects that I was working on. Another day I had like content creation and admin day. So I always had a different focus for each day. And then I would schedule in activities to do on each of those days that was relevant to whatever I was working on. As I've gone along, that changed. And what I started to do then was to make sure I broke down every single project. So we have the overarching project and I'll just use the example of a business. So you've got the overarching project of creating a business, but then you've got to break that down into other goals you have within the business that you know you need to do to create the business. So for instance, I needed to have a website. So the website is another project that I've got going on. And within that project, I can break that up even further. So I need to create my website, but I also within that to do that, I need to create an about me page. I need to have a home page. I need to have an opt-in. I need to have a blog, some blog posts, entries. And so you start putting together all the different sub projects that you have within that overarching project. And then within that, once you get down to, you know, the singular project, you break that up into the steps that you need to do that if there are steps. So as you continue to break things down, then you've got a little list there of all the steps you need to take to do whatever it is you need to do. And then you can also, you can either allocate in your diary, you know, two hours to work on my about me page, for instance, or to work on this specific part of my about me page. Or what you can do is have time allocated for, okay, today I'm working on my website and you can look at your list on the day if you prefer a more flowing approach like I do and have a look at your list and be like, what do I feel most excited to do today? And then you look at your list and you pick the one that stands out the most to you on that day. And you do that. That's something that has worked for me. I think that's the best approach for me personally. Um, But if I have, you know, a big deadline coming up, you know, when I created my course and I was working up to having that launched, I needed to be very specific with the way that I created. So I would have more structured time in my diary for specific aspects of creating the course. So structure is super important and it really helps to break it down into, to break all of your projects down into the steps that you need to take so that you can tick them off and it doesn't feel like such a huge task. This is really important because you can only take one step at a time, but it's one small step taken, particularly every day that gets you to creating exactly what you want. And then as you start to get more 
experience doing whatever it is that you're doing, then you'll get quicker at it and then you can start bringing on other projects. So keeping it really small and slow in the beginning is absolutely fine. You're going to get faster at doing it. Now, of course, the way that I run my business continues to evolve and to change and I, as I continue to learn more information and try more things and learn more about myself. So for me, as you will know, if you've been following the podcast, I also find a ton of structure in using my menstrual cycle. And this is why module number five in Embrace Your Feminine Essence is all about the female hormonal cycle and how we can use the menstrual cycle or the moon cycle to give us structure in our life. This is so incredibly helpful because now I'm also working with my hormonal energy and strengths at each different phase of my cycle. And this allows me to allocate specific tasks throughout the month that are going to be best based on where I am in my cycle. This has been an absolute game changer and is also what made me understand the difference between my masculine and feminine energy and how I can shift and between the two and use either or or both to my advantage because the feminine hormonal cycle has masculine and feminine energy built within it just like the moon cycle does the yin and yang so this has been super helpful as well to give me structure and I would be doing you a disservice by not mentioning it here if this is something you want to learn more about I highly 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 recommend and invite you to check out embrace your feminine essence this will be such a supportive course for you it has been made with people who are running a business in mind and people who are working in you know for someone else in mind because there are simple shifts that you can do in your life to create more ease more intention and to give you way more energy so that you are showing up in your power. So if you want to check that out again, go to LetitiaRinge.com forward slash E-Y-F-E. And when you sign up, you'll have immediate access to all of the course materials. Okay, this brings me then to my final step, my final tip rather, which is to find your flow. (sighs) Now, Flow is also a topic in Embrace Your Feminine Essence, module number six. We go into great detail about it. And this is the most important part of it all. So we do all of these things to create the space, to make sure we're inspired, to move beyond our fear, to free up time, to make sure we've got a structure to get us into momentum and get us going. And then this, it's like we get pushed off the platform and then what happens is we start to find our flow. So we learn through trial and error at what works for us and what doesn't. So we can listen to advice from people. You can listen to advice from me as much as you want, but unless you actually take action and try it and find what works for you, what works best for you, you're not going to be able to find your flow. So I talk when I'm talking about finding your flow, I'm talking about finding your rhythm, finding what works for you. And this 
will evolve as well as you go on. You'll go through periods where you're going to feel like something is more in flow for you than through other times because we're always constantly changing and growing. And I also believe the seasons have a really big impact on us as well. So, you know, how you're feeling during your spring and summer is potentially going to be different to during your autumn and winter and the type of flow that you experience. So this is just all about balance, right? Finding your flow is also all about balance. You're going to have periods of rest and periods of action. You're going to be in your masculine energy. You're going to be in your feminine energy. You're going to be more yin sometimes than you're going to be more yang sometimes. But as long as you know how to counterbalance those two and how to use what is going to work best for you, you will support yourself to be able to work with your flow rather than against it. And a big part of this is making sure you're following what you're inspired to do. So always taking inspired action, waiting for the next hit of inspiration before you work on whatever that particular aspect of your work is. When I talk about flow, I'm also talking about manifestation because we need to have a balance between the asking for what we want, the dreaming, the receiving, the trusting, the having faith, but also taking the action. And we want to be doing that when we're inspired. So this is all about finding your flow. And finding our flow is all about listening. We need to make sure that we are listening to our needs, listening to our body, for women working with our menstrual cycle. So actually working with our flow, working with our creative flow so that we're actually doing what we feel inspired to create in that moment and knowing all the different aspects of the creative cycle and also working with our ability for all of us to manifest and manifesting is really just about creating. So the creativity and flow is also a module that we explore in Embrace Your Feminine Essence. This is module number six. It's really important. I take you through my personal manifestation process, plus the whole creative cycle and how this is relevant to our menstrual cycle. So how we can work with the different seasons of our menstrual cycle to harness our creative power so that we are able to tap into the whole creative cycle rather than just one component. For instance, like taking action just being one component or like receiving the idea being one component or editing being one component and the list goes on. There's so much to it. So I hope that you have found these five tips really, really helpful. This has literally been the game changer for me. And if I had have had this information before, I think it would have really helped me in creating in a more easeful and probably a quicker way. So I'm passing this on to you now as this is, these are the lessons I have personally learned in my business and that I use in my business. I hope that you've enjoyed this. Just remember creating one thing at a time starting slowly, taking small steps and gradually you can build more and more on. For me, it started with simply creating my website and then it was, you know, creating a regular blog and newsletter and then it was taking on coaching clients and then it was developing the podcast, creating a product, creating a course, 
creating workshops, you know, I just constantly keep adding on something new. And then the things that once upon a time were new and took me a long time to create, that beautiful solid foundation is formed so it becomes a lot quicker and they don't need as much attention or energy from me or time so that they're able to keep going. And this is how it will work for you, no matter what you're creating. You have got this, you're on the right track, you have what it takes to create a business or whatever it is that is tugging at your heartstrings. And you know how I know? Because you wouldn't have that tug at your heartstrings if you couldn't do it. So you can do it, you've just got to break it down. These tips will help you to get the momentum and things will get easier for you. I truly am on a mission to help as many women as possible show up for their purpose. And I do believe that creativity is a huge piece of the puzzle, especially when it comes to our overall fulfillment for our soul. And also, I feel that entrepreneurship is such a great option for women because we have way more flexibility and freedom. So if this is something, if you're being called to entrepreneurship, then I think it's wonderful. It's going to be a real ride for you, but there is going to be so much learning and you're going to be exercising those beautiful creative muscles and feeling fulfilled because of that. So I can't wait to see what you create. I'd love to hear from you. What are you currently creating? Talk about it. It's so wonderful to talk about what your intentions are to put that out into the public, you know, obviously in a space that's going to support you. So you will get full support from me if you head over to my Instagram at create a life that is beautiful and share with me, you know, take a screenshot of this episode. Let me know that if you that you've listened, let me know what your aha moments were or key takeaways and what you're currently creating. I would love to know and love to hear from you. So that is at create a life that is beautiful. And if you are interested in signing up for Embrace Your Feminine Essence, my online course to awaken your feminine energy and embrace your inner empowered woman, I would love to see you there. You can go to www.letisharange.com forward slash E-Y-F-E. There's a video there that explains the three barriers that I've observed to women living in their power and why I've created this course. And you'll also find a description of all eight modules. This is also a course that I am continuing to add to. When you sign up, you also are going to receive access to the group coaching calls that I'm conducting in October, November, and December of this year. So you will be able to also receive those and send in your questions and have them answered by me. Now, if you're looking for some one-to-one support, I also want to let you know that I am currently taking applications for one-to-one coaching with me. I would love to hear from you if you are interested in 
working together, you can head over to LetitiaRinge.com forward slash coaching and you will find your way to my application page where you just have to put in a couple of details just so I know what you're trying to work on and so I can let you know whether I'm the right person to support you and we can also set up a chat so that we can get to meet each other if that's something that you would like or I feel would be really beneficial for the both of us. Some of the areas that we can work on include starting your business, finding your purpose, showing up for your purpose, confidence and mindset, working with your menstrual cycle and masculine and feminine energy, showing up for your creativity and also building beautiful relationships, including a romantic relationship that supports you in the best way possible. So if that is something that you're interested in doing, then please don't hesitate to get in contact with me. Otherwise, we now have our full moon this week. I am running a full moon circle here in London on Wednesday for our full moon in Taurus, which I'm very excited about. And I Otherwise, I'm working on an exciting project that I will be revealing the details of in the next few weeks. I'm very excited because I will then be heading off to Bali for a couple of weeks to go to a retreat with the beautiful girls from Elevate the Globe. So I'm so excited about that. And I feel that this end of the year is going to come along very quickly. So I am already preparing myself for 2019 and I'm very excited about what lies ahead. I hope you are too. And I am so excited to support you in showing up for your beautiful purpose as well. So use this week to make sure that you're on the right track. If you don't feel like you are, ask yourself what could make you feel more in alignment with where you truly want to go. And I cannot wait to see you moving there. Have a beautiful day wherever you are and you can find the show notes for this episode at LetitiaRinge.com forward slash getting started. And remember, if you would like to receive my newsletter, which will give you all of my latest content and you also get some sign up goodies, including my 21 actions to help you in creating a life that is beautiful, then please head over to LetitiaRinge.com forward slash community and you will receive all of those straight to your inbox. Okay, my beautiful friends, you have a beautiful week and I will see you next week for a super exciting conversation that I cannot wait to share that is going to give you so much food for thought when it comes to your life. So I'll see you next week for another episode to help you unlock your truth and purpose. Bye. 